And so as we gather around your word this morning, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to grasp hold of something more of you, something more of your heart for our world, something more about your son, Jesus. And so, Father, open our eyes. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Be glorified, even as we hear and study your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our series for this month, for December, is Expectancy. I don't know whether you've had a guest to stay recently. You're probably planning to have someone, or you're going somewhere at Christmas. Many of us will be. Even, even with masks and everything else that's going on, we'll, we'll probably be going for a meal somewhere or gathering with people. And so people are preparing. And just like the innkeeper said, you know, there was a, there was a, a census going on, and people were travelling to go somewhere, and the inn was full. And I don't want, although, although the theme today, uh, the theme for this month is expectancy, I want to talk about the unexpected guest. Because we can still be expectant of the unexpected. You know, if we're not ready for anything, then we're ready for nothing. I'll say that again because I believe that. If we're not ready for anything, we're ready for nothing. And so I do want to talk about the unexpected guest. The innkeeper shared in that video, he said, his mum said, you know, there was an extra plate. Make room. Make room in your heart. Because that's where it starts. Now, before you even think of laying an extra place at the table, you have to think of it. Before you do it, you have to think of it. Before you think of it, you've got to have made room for it. And now, you, I don't know whether you're British in, in this, this particular mindset, but I'm absolutely a believer in that one of the things I think we do is we go, oh, why don't you pop round for tea? Imagine you're walking down Egham High Street and you see a friend you haven't seen for a long time and say, oh, why don't you come home for a coffee and why don't you stay for tea? And then you're thinking, oh, we've only got two portions of chicken Kiev. It's not going to work. And so you get your diaries out, and we get our diaries out and say, oh, how about in three weeks' time or four weeks' time? Do you know how many times I think the Spirit is nudging us to just say, make room. I'm not talking about strangers here. I'm talking about people we know. Those moments and those opportunities. When God gives us a space, saying, here's someone who needs my love. Here's someone who needs my encouragement. Here's someone who needs to be lifted up. But what goes on in our heads? Only two portions of chicken Kiev. I probably, you've, some of you have definitely heard me tell this story before now, but when I worked in Papua New Guinea, I was often walking through the bush. And by walking through the bush between villages, I, because I was white and I was unusual, there'd be people who come and join me. And they knew me. They all called me Brother David. They couldn't believe that I was single. So they all called me Brother David. I said, oh, brother, hey, oh, Brother David, how, uh, how are you? And I, I would tell them. And then we walked through the bush and uh, maybe we'd gather some mangoes on the way. And uh, we'd come to the, their village. And as we were walking through the village, they'd say, oh, come and eat with us. And I didn't realise what was going on. So, so I'd sit down and eat with them, and they have a thing called a house win. And a house win is a house without walls. So it's got, it's got a bamboo floor, and it's got a roof to keep you out the sun and the rain when it rains. But you sit out there. There's no walls, and you can get a bit of a breath of fresh air if there is any. If there is any wind, if there is any breeze. 
And I'd sit down and eventually food would come out and typically it would be great big metal plates piled high with root vegetables. Sweet potato, manioc, cassava, but great big chunks because you ate with your hands. So there'd be this great big plate full of root vegetables. And then I'd get a plate and they'd, I'd pick up some root vegetables and I'd start, then we'd say grace and then I'd start to eat. What I didn't realise was that those obviously these root vegetables had been on for a while. They hadn't just prepared them. They hadn't put them in the microwave. They didn't have microwaves. We didn't have microwaves then. And so they'd been in the pot already cooking for their lunch. And they served me, and I sat down with some of the other members of the family. And what I didn't realize in the first few times was I was eating somebody else's lunch. And it was only after I realized that there were other people, the rest of the family, sitting beside listening to the stories we were telling that I was a little more cautious about eating even a, even a second piece of potato because I was eating somebody else's lunch. But they made room. They made room in their hearts. They made room around the table. They made room with the food. Here's the trick. Here's a thought. Well, why can't we cut up uh, the chicken Kiev into three portions and we all get a bit? Or put a baked potato in the microwave today. That would be easy, wouldn't it? Just to, to add something more. But what we do is we go, ah, oh, this is too difficult. Let's do it for later. You know, I really believe God wants to bring some unexpected moments into our world, into our day. Think about this. You're just about to go, you're just about going to a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting, or you're just about to go out the front door and the phone rings and you look at your handset and think, oh, I know who that is. I haven't got time right now. Well, sometimes we haven't. Sometimes we genuinely haven't. But many times it's just here in our heads. Oh, I was walking out the door. I don't have time right now. A few years ago now, um, I walked out of my front door. I was going to catch the train into London. And as I walked out of, of the drive, there was somebody walking down the road who I hadn't seen for a while who lived just around the corner from us. And we walked down the road chatting together. And we came to the end of Grange Road and I was going to head towards the train and he was going to head towards Central Egham. I said, oh, it's been really good to see you. Do you know what? I went off down Grange Road. He, there was room for more conversation. I could have walked all the way to Central Egham. Here's the thing. I was thinking, I've got to catch this train. I didn't have to catch that train. I had plenty of time. I could have caught the next train. I could have had an extra half an hour with this person. But I didn't, because in my head I had this timetable. I had not made room. And so as the innkeeper said, make room. All Joseph asked was, please. He didn't say any more. He didn't plead, he just, Please. Let's have a look at Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 31. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts fading them from fear and from the expectation of those which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now then we see these things begin to happen. Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are ready budding, you will see and you will know for yourselves that summer is now near. 
So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. There are signs. There are signs. And sometimes we don't pay attention to them. Sometimes we don't think. Sometimes we just need to make space. We need to make room. I want to encourage each one of us that Christmas is a busy time. We've probably got a list of things we need to do. I once remember going around to see a a couple who, uh, uh, John and Yvonne Owen, sorry, John and Yvonne uh, Fuage, who lived in Egham Hythe. And uh, we used to have an after me, after the evening service. There's a bit of a memory thought. We used to have an evening service, and we used to have an after me sometimes after. We'd go to different people's houses. And I remember Yvonne one Sunday saying, I'm afraid my house is a mess. Um, Now, I knew Yvonne was particular about keeping her house tidy. She was always, what she meant was she hadn't gone round with an extra polish. I said, Yvonne, it'll be fine. And it was. And we went back for the afternoon, and, and there was this phrase that stuck in my head ever since People are more important than polish. So please, I'm, I'm not encouraging us to bring strangers to our table. What I am saying is for those we know, those we love, those we're familiar with. We need space and time to encourage one another. Let's make time. Let's take time. And let's do what God has designed us to do. Fellowship together. I think the world is crying out for relationship. The world is crying out for... And we're probably all doing it ourselves. We're all crying out for a bit more connection. And I don't mean a bit more WhatsApp. And I don't mean a bit more Zoom or Teams. I'll be honest with you, I'm sick and tired of Teams and Zoom. I don't know what you feel like. I'm sick and tired of staring at this camera. Now, I know Maggie encourages us that, but we've, we've, got, we've got to get beyond just staring at a screen to building relationship. I've started doing with some of the people that I work with. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to book in my, I'm going to book in my calendar that I start, I'm going to log on five minutes earlier than the meeting to have a bit of a chat before we get into business. Because, you know, that's what would normally happen, isn't it? What would normally happen? You're meeting in a meeting room, you'd gather, you have, maybe there was tea and coffee, and you'd be chatting about the weekend and maybe your football team or whatever. You'd, you'd be building relationship. You know, now we jump from meeting to meeting to meeting. We jump from country to different parts of the world to different people. You know, I don't know what your brain's like, but mine's often fried. Jumping from this meeting to that meeting to this meeting to that. There's no space. There's no time to breathe. There's no time for relationship. And I'm deliberately trying to make time for relationship now. I'm deliberately trying to, to make some opportunity for the unexpected. I, um, I had an opportunity to, to, to make... Uh, had, one of the companies I worked with, we had a secret centre, and so I bought this person a particular present, and I was just trying to sound him out because... Uh, it was a nice thing they did. They asked each person to give a gift to a charity and let the person know the gift that had been given to the charity. So that's nice. You know, it's got each, it's going to be in the, so I then have to research, OK, what, what's he into? So I, and I'm not going to name him because otherwise you'll know what his secret centre was. But uh, um, I, I then did some research. So I, was, I, was, I got on the call early. I was just chatting to him. And as I was chatting to him, I was trying to... OK, so, so you know, what, what are you doing at Christmas? And... 
you know, what have you been doing at the week? I was just trying to find out what his inches were a bit more to work out what to give to. Um, but I tell you what, we got talking about Christmas. He said, yeah, I, I said, what do you like about Christmas? Just, just the way the conversation was going. And here's the thing. I, I think we're losing a bit of the art of conversation too. We don't know what to say anymore. You know, and I just say, well, okay, I'm going I'm to learn to chit-chat because I'm not great at chit-chat. Some of you know I was a, a police chaplain for Surrey, uh, Surrey Police for a number of years. And I found I was really rubbish at the job, if I'm honest with you. I'm really rubbish at the job. Um, some of the other chaplains, I'd say, how do you do this? they say, well, you need to linger with purpose and loiter with intent. And I went, what do you mean? They said, well, just turn up at the police station and, and uh, you know, just hang around and chat to people when they offer to make them coffee. Do you know what? I, the only way I could do it was I ended up buying boxes of donuts and taking a box of donuts. So then I had an excuse to then say, would you like a donut? And I'd go around the whole police station and offer donuts to people and at the same time offer to make them a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And then in making the cup of coffee and cup of tea and serving it to them, there was a place for conversation. But you know, it was just, I needed a little something. And one of the reasons why... One of the reasons why we give you all these things is to start that conversation too. And so please keep on taking the bags and the pens and the, and the, um, the mugs and give them away. You know, find an appropriate opportunity to do it. Um, I was... Where was I? <coughs> Bless you. I was a, couple, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was in Costa meeting someone. And whilst I was meeting them, I could see someone on the next table and they were trying to read something in their newspaper. And I said, hey, I hope you don't mind... Um, I've got something that might help you. And I, I had one in my pocket. I always, nearly always have one in my pocket. And I pulled it out and gave it to them. And then they read what they needed to read. They were looking at the ingredients and something. And then they gave to give, give it back to me. I said, no, no, you keep it. I, if, if, if it's useful once, it'll be useful again. Oh, thank you very much. And then they looked at it and they oh, running me Christian fellowship. What's that then? You know, no, obviously no even concept of church. So I told them a little bit about us. Just don't know. You never know. Make room. Make, let's make room in our hearts for conversation. Let's make room in our hearts for acts of love. Let's make room in our lives for random acts of kindness. Does anybody remember the Canadian teams that used to come to church? We used to have them staying at New Road. Uh, Rod Donison used to lead many of them. Um, and they, they came and they turned up. And one of the things that they did as a strategy was RAK, Random Acts of Kindness. They would pray in the morning. They would gather as a group in the morning. They'd sit in the ball pool that's in the other room next door. They'd sit in the ball pool as a prayer focus. Uh, there'd be 10, 12, 14 of them. And then they'd pray. And they'd, they'd then decide what they were going to take with them. And they would, some, some people would take chewing gum. Some people would take various things. I remember one guy said God told him to take a tie. So he put a tie in his pocket. And then... I can't remember, was it McDonald's or Burger King or something? They were sitting in a Burger King and there was this guy looking very panicked and he was reaching in all his pockets. He had a, a jacket and a suit on um, and an open neck shirt and he was reaching in all his pockets and suddenly he started to look a bit panicked. And the guy reached across to him and said, I hope you don't mind. He said, are you okay? And the guy said, I'm just going for a job interview and I've left my tie at home. The guy, just imagine. You might just say this is a coincidence if that's what you want to think. I don't believe in coincidences. I mean, I believe in God instances. So there was this guy, and he said, do you know what? He said, I felt that I should put a tie in my pocket this morning, and so I'd like to, to give you my tie. And the guy said, 
really? What made you put the tie in your pocket? And then he explained. He took five or ten minutes. And the guy said, that's amazing. And, 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 and the, the, the guy from the Canadian team, I can't even remember his name now, he just looked at the guy and said, just remember this moment. Let's just pause and remember this moment. That God loves you enough that he told me to put a tie in my pocket. And then we happened to meet in Burger King or wherever it was. I can't remember that bit. Um, just, just think about it. Think about how big a God is and how much he cares for you. Now, the point I want to make in this story is not that God is great and that God can tell us what we need to do, but the fact that the person who was there listened and made room. He didn't go, oh, tie in my pocket. Why would I put it? I've only got one tie and that's for Sunday. Why would I put a tie in my pocket? He made room. He made room for the possibility. Just imagine how frustrating it would have been if he thought, I'll put the tie in your pocket and say, no, no, that's a silly idea. And so he leaves the tie behind. And then he has the conversation with this guy in Burger King. He'd be going, ah, I wish I'd put the tie in my pocket now. God is such an amazing God. God is such an incredible God. God loves us so much. And sometimes we don't know the times and the seasons. In Mark chapter 13, verses 32 and 33, it says, But of that day and the hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It talks about the return of our Saviour, it talks about you know, there's lots of stories in all of the Gospels that talk about be ready. I'm not talking about be ready for your next guest. I mean, be ready for the unexpected. Be ready for those moments when God wants to use you and me in small but miraculous ways. I was in Mexico with Letty, um, speaking in a number of churches in Mexico, and we went to Veeps. Now, Veeps is a chain in, in America and Latin America. Um, it's quite, it's, 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 I, I, I wouldn't know how to compare it, but they, they serve nice food anyway. And we were sitting at this table, and I was sitting at this table with Benjamin, who was the pastor of the church, Letty and somebody else, can't remember who that was. Um, and as we were sitting there, every time I was looking at Benjamin, at the corner of my eye, I could see this lady sitting on the table next to us. And you know sometimes at the corner of your eye, you just keep on getting distracted. You're not quite sure why it is. Is it they're moving or is it they're wearing something? Or, and I just kept on looking and I couldn't work out why I was getting distracted until I re- recognised it was the Holy Spirit going, Oi, Dave, Dave. And, and so I, I spoke to Letty. I said, Letty, I don't know this lady, but I, I think I have a word for her. I didn't know what I was going to say. I just said, I think I have a word for this lady. And... Uh, so um, Letty turned to this lady and translated and said, Dave's a pastor from the UK and just like to share something with you if that's okay. And so I shared this word. I spoke to this lady. And after I shared it, she, she suddenly she started laughing. And she started laughing and said, why are you laughing? She spoke a little English. And she said, well, I've just realized that I know Letty. And her and Letty knew one another. I did, they, they'd worked together years before and they, they started talking and then... Just think, in, the, in these few moments, I just shared what I shared. And uh, the lady was so encouraged. 
but it also rekindled a relationship for Letty as well. There's a coincidence. But God's just such a good God. But we need to have to make room to the possibility of God wants to use us. You know, if, we, if, 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 our, if our blinkers are on and we're doing that and that's what we're doing, there's no room for anything else. Why, why do horses in horse races wear blinkers? Because their owners and their riders want them to be so focused on the finish line they can't even see the competition. You know, they shut out the competition. All they can see is straight ahead. We can get like that too in our world. We can get like that too, where we can say, I am so busy, I don't have time to do this. Do you know, we've all got time. It's just how do we use it? People are more important than polish. Prayer is more important than the TV. I'm not saying you can't watch the TV. Please don't hear me wrong. I just think, you know, if we... Oh, if we think, oh, I've got, I've got to watch this. Well, actually, there's the record button. There's watch later now. I mean, I don't know how much TV you watch these days that's live. For me, it's very, very little. Most of it's recorded. So I'm free to watch it whenever I want to watch it. I mean, there was a time in our world where people would usher you out of the house because something was just about to start. Has it happened to you? It certainly happened to me a couple of times where people said, oh, it's time to go. We've got to get home for this, to watch this. We don't have any of that anymore. So take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know. You do not know. We do not know what the time is. And times and seasons are things we need to pay attention to. So let me pray. Father, we read in the nativity story. We read of Mary and Joseph coming to an inn and needing a place to stay. And the innkeeper making room. Father, help us to make room for the possibility that you want to use us today. Help us to make room to the possibility that you want us to connect again with someone we haven't connected with for a while. Father, help us to make room in our hearts to give, both of time, maybe sometimes money, maybe sometimes food and fellowship. But Father, help us to make room. What we do with our time, Lord, reflects what's important to us. And Father, I think for all of us, we want to say, Lord, we want to do more of what you want us to do. Not just what's in our diaries, what's in our agenda although that can be important. But Father, the moments in between, the opportunities that come, Father, help us to continue to be an encourager. Help us to to bring joy into joyless situations. Help us to bring peace where there is conflict. Father, help us to be your agents of change. Lord, that we would be expectant that, Lord, when we do what you call us to do, there would be change. There would be impact. There would be blessing. Father, let us not be surprised by the magnitude of what you can do in us and through us for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
This may give you a bit of a PS. I wrote some notes down about how you might do this. And these are just some, I wouldn't say these were uh, biblical or uh, they're not anti-biblical either, but um, just a few thoughts. When you, when you book things in your diary, um, whatever your calendar system is, it probably books them to the hour. I'm just trying to think about making space in our world. You know, when you create an appointment in your diary, it automatically makes it an hour. Just learn a little habit to make it shorter. Go in there and change it. So the meeting's from 10 till 11. No, I'm not going to book it from 10 till 11. I'm going to book it from 10 till 10 to 11. So we give you a space. You give space in, in our day, rather than going from meeting to meeting to meeting. Also, deliberately put in your diaries space for social time. So I've deliberately, for a couple of meetings I've done recently, I've sent them a meeting for 10 minutes before the or five minutes before the meeting, and said, what's this, Dave? I said, I just thought I'd like to grab a coffee, let's have a chat before the meeting starts, before we get into business. And I didn't send it to everybody. It wasn't me meeting with six people. It was just one person for five minutes beforehand. And I found it works. Let me encourage you. Uh, maybe take a walk rather than go in the car. It's going to be good for your legs. It's going to be good for your waistline. Um, and, and then see who you... Wa- you, know, you can't. Well, you don't want to bump into somebody whilst you're driving. You can bump into someone whilst you're walking, and then you can walk together, and then you can have a conversation. Here's another suggestion: um, we need to get out in the fresh air. We need to get out. We need to be in places where it's healthy to be. Go for a walking meeting rather than a, an in, in the room meeting. You know, if you if you decide to meet someone at Costa rather than meeting them at. Uh, in Costa and sitting down why not buy two Costas together other coffee shops are available by the way Um, uh, grab your Costas and go for a walk get fresh air you know and and also probably you'll have a different conversation one of the things that I noticed whenever I went to Gilead was the best conversations happened when we were working on stuff not sitting at a table looking at one another that's quite an intense thing but working on stuff, walking together, walking across the fields, conversations would start. 